0: This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Why Is Everyone Yelling with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I'm so grateful you're here today. This is a podcast for parents or anybody helping raise kids. I hope you feel supported and connected through this podcast. Make sure you find us on Instagram. We are Why Is Everyone Yelling? You can connect with me personally on Instagram, Lindsay Hines 626 And uh, join our Facebook group, Why Is Everyone Yelling? Today's episode is one of my favorite guests. She's a returning guest. It's Wendy Snyder. This is episode 58 and Wendy Snyder returns to talk about sibling rivalry. Okay, I cannot be the only person who feels like they're gonna go crazy when their uh, kids are fighting all the time. Well, Wendy is a parenting coach. She inspires parents to learn and grow, and she leads with connection-based strategies. She's the creator of the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint, She has an amazing online community called the Bonfire Membership Program, which I know several friends who are part of it and have just loved the community over there. Uh, I first found Wendy when I was looking for guests around the topic of parenting for the Illuminate podcast. This was well before I started this podcast. And I interviewed Wendy talking about positive parenting strategies. And since that first interview on Illuminate, I think this is my fifth interview with Wendy. We've had so many great conversations about compassionate discipline and reframing how we look at parenting. I'm gonna link every single episode I've done with Wendy in the show notes for this podcast. You can find that when you just go to sandyboyproductions.com, find the why is everyone yelling tab and you can find the show notes to this episode that will list all of the conversations I've had with Wendy on the podcast. This one specifically, though, we're talking about sibling rivalry and some strategies that we can use as parents to help our kids learn a little bit about conflict resolution. And, you know, one of my favorite methods and ways that Wendy teaches in parenting is talking about proactive agreements, making proactive agreements with your kids ahead of time. We're going to hit on that in this episode as well. I hope you walk away feeling armed with some knowledge that can be helpful for navigating siblings fighting. It happens and it's normal. Okay. Uh, I start the episode off giving a rundown of a specific situation that happened in our own family that I hope some of you can relate to. So we can all feel a little less alone here. Parenthood in general, man, it can feel lonely sometimes. I'm serious. The craziest thing, you know, is being in a room full of kids, parenting them, and feeling alone. It's like, how can I feel so lonely right now? I'm not alone at all. There are like, for me, four kids like running around. Like, why why do I feel lonely? It feels lonely, I think, one of the reasons, there are many, is that like each situation that arises that's new and different, you're like, oh, how am I supposed to handle this? And you can consult as many people as you want or listen to as many podcasts as you want. But the truth of the matter is, is that the unique situation, the unique experience that you're experiencing with your child or your children is different than anybody else's experience. Your emotions, their emotions. So oftentimes you feel like you're alone in what you're doing. And I just want you to know you're not alone you feel alone right now, I'm giving you a big hug. I have laid on my floor and cried out of loneliness with four kids running around my head before. You can feel that in the midst of of chaos. That was kind of a tangent, but I just felt compelled to say it. So big hugs from me today and I'm excited to hear what you think of the conversation with Wendy and what we can learn from her. And I hope that you walk away with takeaways. I know I am trying out this win-win situation that we talk about at the end. So stay to the end because that is a tangible takeaway. All right. And Wendy mentions this win-win PDF that will be a guide to help with implementing that into your family You can find that at the show notes at sandyboyproductions.com. I'm also going to link it on our Instagram page. So um, it'll be in the bio on the Why Is Everyone Yelling Instagram page. You can just opt in with your email there and you'll get that PDF emailed to you. Okay, enjoy my conversation with Wendy. Well, today on the podcast, we have returning guest, Wendy Snyder, on the show. Welcome back, Wendy.
1: Thank you so much for
0: having me, Lindsay. I love chatting with you, so today's going to be a great talk. One of my favorite returning guests, for sure. I've learned so much from you, and I'm so thankful for your guidance. And I know so many friends and listeners of the show have been helped through your work. So thank you so much.
1: Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, thanks to your community for having such a open heart to learn and grow. Um, you kind of girls just fire me up, and I love hanging out with you, so yay.
0: Uh, well, okay. Today we're talking about sibling rivalry, kids fighting, you know, the kind of thing that really drives you crazy as a parent.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Wendy, I, like... Did not plan this because obviously you don't do not plan when your kids fight. you just hope it never happens, but it always does. but I'm just gonna start the conversation with an experience from yesterday because
1: perfect because those are the best and Lindsay, I have one too. So perfect. I always it's perfect. It's all it always lines up like that.
0: I love it. Okay. And I posted about this on Instagram last night. So if people follow me over there, uh, they might have already seen the story. But um, in my Instagram friends, if you're listening, it's Lindsey Hines 626. And I I usually, you know, I post about family and running and just life in general. But like every once in a while, a parenting like struggle enters in. So
1: um,
0: we're at the park. My kids have a teacher work day. And I'm like, Okay. I have a call at 11. I have a call at noon. I'm going to take them to the park and be super mom. And we're going to go to the park and get pouring, like, you know, do fun stuff so that when we get home, everybody can kind of fend for themselves a little bit, watch a show, whatever, and I can do my calls. We get there and my three big boys are just fighting the entire time, like just won't stop fighting over this zip line thing. And um, I am breaking this fight up and my three-year-old disappears. And I'm like, then you're even more mad, right? Because you're like, yeah, now this is a problem because I had to deal with breaking up your fight. And so I, you know, you casually start walking around saying his name and then you get a little more frantic and then you get a little more (sighs) frantic. And then I recruit my big boys. I'm like, hey, you guys need to help me find Sandy. Right. Um, And then this nice lady is like ushering him down this ramp. He was running off to the car and he said, I wanted to find my passy. He was going, oh. which is like so sweet. Right. Um, yeah. And I wasn't really paranoid that someone kidnapped him. Like that's not a common thing, but it does happen. So yeah. you do go there. Yeah. Um, and then my big boys start fighting again and I'm like, oh my gosh, you realize the fighting is what led to me losing your three-year-old brother. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, long story short, we packed up, we left. We came home, which I didn't want to do because um, I wanted to go to the park and them run their energy out. So we went home. And all this to say, that was super frustrating, but it happens to everybody. And in the moment, and Wendy knows this is a thing with me, like I try to think, I don't give a crap what other parents think of me. But in the moment, no. um, once I tried to break the fight up again the second time, one of my kids like kind of shoved me and back talked me really loudly in front of all these people. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, all these people probably think I have no control over my kids. I'm not attentive because I just lost one of my kids. Anyway, we packed up and left
1: and I didn't get crazy. Wait, I was going to say, did you lose it in the van?
0: (laughs) I really didn't. I said, you know, which I've gotten better at that. I mean, it's not to say I don't get too sharp with my tongue sometimes and don't get like overly angry and yell. I do that. I do that plenty. Um, but I just told them like, I'm really sad. Like I'm sad that that happened. We were trying to do something fun. I'm angry that I lost your brother because I was breaking up a fight. You are the three that I shouldn't have to have my eyes on 24 seven. Um, and you know, we were going to go to McDonald's on the way home and Part of me was like, I still want to go because it's easier for me. I don't have to make them lunch, you know, but I didn't. Um, Yeah. But anyway, that moment, I was like, man, this is a perfect time to talk to Wendy about this because, I mean, it's not that they don't fight all the, like, it happens a lot, right? But that was like a more extreme situation because I lost my three-year-old over it. Um, So I wanted to share that story to the listener because I just want you all to know that, like, all of our kids fight. And if they don't, like that's, that's awesome, but it's probably not the norm, right? Yeah, exactly. It really is. So Wendy, let's talk about how we view their fighting versus like what it really is most of the time and what's actually happening.
1: Yes. Well, I'll start off, Lindsay, by saying that Freaking sibling rivalry and conflict, dude. It is, as so I've been an educator for eight years now, a positive parenting educator for eight years, a certified family life coach for a few years, practicing positive parenting for a decade now. And sibling stuff, I believe, is the highest degree of difficulty (sighs) because it takes a certain level of detachment that is really just tricky to navigate as a parent. Um, And so we'll talk a little bit about that during this, you know, this conversation in this conversation. But the mindset really is that it is absolutely normal for human beings to have conflict. It really is. And we when we are able to like solidify our belief system in the fact that we are mentoring our kids on how to fight, not trying to prevent or stop or eradicate fighting in our homes, then it becomes a little bit <laughs> more joyful and easier to navigate siblings that fight as a parent. So it's like, as I had a mom um, in my bonfire support community share a success story uh, a few weeks ago, that was really beautiful. And, you know, I probably should share this at the end, but I'll just share it now. Cause it's yeah, on my mind. Go for it. But she wrote in and said, um, awesome you know we have this thing called you know hashtag success story in our in our community our private group and we have quite a few success stories come in we have a google doc of over a 640 page google Doc wow. now of success stories from families i know it i like want to write a book with it, it you so do it i can't wait till you do yeah, i know i know um i gotta figure out like how i'm gonna do it though because i can't just throw them all into a book we gotta like have we'll, we'll talk about that but anyways um So she wrote in and said, okay, cool. We had this big success story. She's like, my little girl um, gets really mad at her brother and just like winds up screaming at him and hitting him. And she went to do that last week and she hit him and then she came outside and normally, and she's yelling. And normally she would come in the living room or come in the hallway and yell for like, forever about how everything was his fault. She would blame him for everything. And then she would refuse to calm down. And um, and then even like the mom would get involved and she would start being disrespectful to the mom and hitting the mom or whatever. And um, she said, but not this time. She came out, she had made the mistake, she hit her brother, she was screaming and then she came out and she just stopped herself flat. Now this mom has been doing a lot of work around self-calming, teaching self-calming, calming, modeling self-calming, and then teaching her children appropriate peaceful conflict resolution um, and negotiation skills and then also how to make amends and repairs after a relationship has been torn. So say that. Let's just say that. So anyways, this little girl comes out and she stops herself and she's like, and and this little girl's six Mm. and she's like, oh, wait a second. I need to, I just need to go calm down. So she went in her bedroom and she got out all of her art stuff and she started drawing these pictures and just like, you know communicating her, her feelings that way, her emotions that way about whatever she was hurt or angry at her brother, which her mom also has been teaching her about the, the emotions that she feels. Um, and then she said about 10, 15 minutes later, she came out of her room and she was like, mom, I've calmed down. And I drew this picture for Henry or whatever her brother's name is. And then she went into his room, apologized on her own, And then, you know, basically said sorry to mom, too. This is a six-year-old. This is a six-year-old. And then she did a makeup for her brother. She, I think she drew the picture or she, like, picked flowers or something. But the six-year-old, on her own, apologized to her brother and did a makeup. Um, which tells me she's learning from her mistakes. Mm. So she did something that didn't feel right with her. And then she like figured out like, how do I repair this relationship? And so her mom went on to say, I'm so darn inspired. And so this is a big win for us because my, my kids are still hitting right now. And I know that they're going to get to the place where they're not hitting each other. She said, but we are all really learning how to calm ourselves down instead of having somebody else make us calm down instead of instead of like me having to make her she's now starting to do it at her on her own and then the last thing she said in the success story was I'm also so like uh, happy to be realizing that it is absolutely normal for my children to fight Mm -hmm. it doesn't send me into a panic anymore and that feels really good just something like that was how she ended the success story so that's why I tell the story I mean it's a cool story to begin with but she part of her success is starting to realize that her mindset is shifting. That it is it's just part of normal life, especially when you have four boys. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't even imagine. <laughs> we, I had uh seven um so I had eight little eleven-year-old boys here this weekend Aww. to celebrate my son's birthday. Yeah. And I literally turned to Terry at one point because we we could we could t- took him to the movie to the mall, and I found this like one area was like a restaurant that had gone out of business, and it had like kind of a like, caged-in patio, so it was like perfect. You guys play your tag yes. there because otherwise they were like knocking people uh-huh. over. Um, and but there was one point I turned to Terry. I'm all, can you imagine the families? I have like four boys. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought of you because I knew we had this. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it really is normal. And I know. And And yes, you're right. Like there are some families who have kids that just don't fight as much. Um, and there are some kids that did not get blessed with a strong-willed kid. They got blessed with the easygoing kid mm. that is going to be do, do different things in the world that serve the world in beautiful ways. But the strong-willed kids have a certain way they're going to serve the world. And they often are the ones that fight a little bit more with each other because they have huge justice buttons. They have big voices. They know what they want. Um, so I don't know. That's just kind of an introduction to the mindset piece of this. Um, and I, you know, I have another story too about that. Um, I'll tell it real quick and then, yeah. you know, you can see where the conversation goes. But so one of my dear friends and mentors, her name is um, Pam Dunn. So she is who I teach my life coaching classes with here at First Start Family. We have a new cl- uh, new course called the Freedom Course, Oh, which cool! Is just an incredible personal development course. We did the first one a few weeks ago and it was amazing. We had 20, 20 students from all over the world that just like, oh my gosh, it was amazing. But Um, she always tells a story about her sons who are now all grown men and, um, she has grandkids now and they went to a wedding probably a few years ago. Like one of the cousins was getting married. These boys are like in their late twenties, early thirties. And one of like the cousin who was getting married and his brother got into an argument. He was either at the rehearsal dinner or like, I don't even know after the wedding or something. And they started to fight big time. And there was like punches thrown. Mm. And one of Pam's son sons had to step in and be like, guys, like let separate them and be like, No, I'm not gonna let you do this, no way. Um and the next morning, Pam was talking to her boys at breakfast and she was like, Whoa, that got crazy. It was like anchor man. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> things got crazy last night. And she said to her boy, she goes, I can't believe like cousin so and so is still they're still fighting like that. Like they're full grown men and um she goes you guys don't fight like that you guys you know are like best friends and they turned to their mom and they said well that's because mom you taught us how to fight when we were young we never got in trouble for fighting you just made us sit down and do this learning and you taught us and you made us redo and um you and that was like such a beautiful story you taught us how to fight mom that's why we don't fight anymore because we developed the life skill you know, of like having conflict and what do you do with it in a way that's actually like healthy and respectful, not just stop it. Don't be angry, Mm -hmm. don't fight, don't hurt each other. It's like, well, what do you do when you actually are? Like fire's coming out of your head at someone and you want to wind up and punch them. Like, and how do you learn from your mistakes when you do wind up and punch them? Like, how do you repair the relationship? How do you learn what was going on inside of you so the next day you can make a different decision?
0: Hey friends, a quick break here to thank Beam for supporting this episode of the podcast. Beam has the most delicious Dream Blend, which is a powdered, healthy take on hot chocolate that you take at nighttime, mix it with a little hot water, a little milk, either way, either one, I do mostly water and a splash of milk. And it has sleep enhancing vitamins, nano-CBD, it's just the perfect way to cap off the day. Right now, they have a limited edition white chocolate peppermint dream. I need to end my day with that. That is so delicious. This is your winter wind down. Get it while it's hot. Um, they also have a great hydration line. If you are a runner like me, or you're doing intense workouts in whatever capacity, whatever way, Uh, you need to replace your electrolytes when you sweat a lot you need to replace those electrolytes and they have a really delicious recovery blend i actually just recommend trying out their variety pack they have a elevate balance blend which is like everyday life probiotic blend they have an elevate energy blend which you take before a workout to give you a little little zing a little pep in your step and then the elevate recovery which is a fresh lemon delicious drink that helps you feel rejuvenated and it replaces those electrolytes that you use when you sweat a lot. Um, check out their Dream Blend. Check out their hydration line. I'm a huge fan. I use their products every day. Go to beam, B-E-A-M, organics.com and use the code Lindsay15. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y 15. And that'll save you 15% off your order. We'll have links to that in the show notes at sandyboyproductions.com. Okay, friends. Back to the show. You know, it makes me think, well, it's probably part, like you said, are you a strong-willed kid slash adult, you know, as you grow up? Like, what kind of person are you? But, um, you know, when you think of getting into deep conversations or like heated conversations with adults, it's like, okay, how much of this is like this person's nature and how much of this is like what did or did not happen when they were children, you know, when they did yeah. fight with their siblings or when they did fight with kids at school or whatever it is. And then my other thought is, you know, say the brothers hit each other. Like, oh, my kids hit each other all the time. And you think, like, why are you being so, like, physically... Like, why do you want to physically hurt each other? Like, I don't do that as an adult, right? Like, I would never, like, shove my husband against the wall because he may be yeah. angry. But yeah. I think, you know, when we get so alarmed by that behavior sometimes we forget like oh yeah they're not fully formed like their brains and the way they operate I'm not saying it's okay that he shoves his brother or whatever but like this is normal behavior for a kid it's like how we react and how we teach after the situation and not flipping out like oh my kid's gonna grow up to be an abuser or this like horrible kid that like fights random kids on the playground
1: Both in our actions and in our mindset, because what we say to ourselves and the thoughts we entertain are equally as important as what we say and do with our kids. Mm. But back to like the normal thing, think about puppies and think about the story I just told about the eight, 11 year olds me having them and me having to put them in a ring to be like go play your tag because I knew if I brought and when I still when I brought them home that night there was a sleepover (laughs) it was kind of crazy three of them could not sit down yeah and they ended up like bickering and stuff because two like four of them wanted to watch the movie and these three little boys just could not sit down so my point is like little boys all kids really like yes boys are often extra but girls are too like Stella was very like this when she was little but they're very kinesthetic everything is like a lot of times it's it's touching it's hitting it's kicking it's pushing it's running it's wrestling and that's that's just like puppies puppies Mm -hmm. are the same way and we don't look at puppies and go why do you have all this energy why do you like to wrestle why do you want to run at the park like Um, Why do you love to grab that stick and run away? Like it's, it's just part of their like physical being. And then as human beings get older, that, that settles down a little bit. They're actually able to sit for longer periods and that kinesthetic desire, which is like, again, the jumping, running, kicking, um, touching, pushing, doing like, it's all like almost communication through hands and feet and touch. It does start to settle down. And it it settles down a lot faster and better when you actually teach them this is what you do with that kinesthetic Mm. energy. So it's normal that you have the kinesthetic desire to push, hit, kick, run, jump, wrestle. And this is how you have self control when that flares up. This is so that's like a whole part of the conversation is that that's what you're trying to teach your kids, right? So it's like, so the, the mindset piece is like, Okay, how do I calm the panic in my own head? Like, okay, this is normal. Everyone's going to be okay. And I'm not okay with it. I don't I don't want my kids to fight at the park. However, how am I going to keep myself calm so I bring calm to the situation instead of adding, like, fire, like adding mm-hmm. chaos to the chaos? Um, and then how how am I going to teach later? Like, that's always kind of the most important thing. Mm. Now, when you're, your kids are physical, I really, like, <laughs> I'd say... I don't know. Sometimes this is changing. But (laughs) let's just say 80 to 90%. I'm like, you know, come in and separate, Mm. ask everyone to calm down. Um, And you have to make sure you're teaching your kids how to calm down in calm times, not necessarily in that time. But there are also times when I am okay, like, I, I believe children actually learn sometimes when there is a slap or A a pinch or a hair pull? Like we we are not octa, we don't have eight arms. We're not octopi. We cannot stop every single fight, every single slap, every single pinch. Um, and sometimes kids do learn like that. Is it working how you're influencing your brother? If you want to go first on the monkey bars, did that work for you to talk to him in that way? Or Did it cause him, not that we ever cause people to hurt us, like, that is not a thing, but at at the same time, like, did it work for you? Were you able to influence him to say, okay, fine, you can go first. So it's just like, all of this comes into play, and it's just a really fascinating subject, but it's it's also like... (sighs) (laughs)
0: well because it makes you it just like it makes you feel crazy like specifically if they're fighting in the car and you're like in this like closed in space and I always find myself saying stuff like it doesn't have to be that this way like I just want to be happy I just want our family to be peaceful you don't have to treat each other this way so for me like I find myself spilling those things out of my mouth as they're fighting like just stop just stop but to yeah. your argument and to just, like, the argument of human nature, it's like, it's normal. Kids fight. You're most comfortable with your siblings. You you know, even if your kids fight with the neighbor kids, it's generally not the same kind of fighting you see them do with their siblings. It's yeah. like when the kid comes home from school and they're on their best behavior at school all day and the teachers rave about them. I'm, sp- I'm speaking to my oldest child. Think he's the best. Yeah god's gift to the classroom (laughs) and then they come home and it's just like it all comes out on you because they've been working so hard to be so well behaved at school all day maybe similar with siblings like i'm i'm being such a good friend to my friends i'm doing the things i need to do to my friends you're the person i can unleash on
1: yeah and just be imperfect like be imperfect and you know there's going to be unconditional love for sure um it's kind of like, I okay, I have a story to tell in a second about the car because I want to make sure I address yes, that. But, um, please. but it makes me think of like, you know, I don't know, sometimes people will see you at the grocery store, you know, your neighbors or friends you haven't seen in a while. And they're like, how you doing? You're like, I'm good. I'm pretty good. Like, thanks. <laughs> and then your husband comes home as you're cooking dinner. And he's like, Hey, babe, how you doing? And you're like, How am I doing? (laughs) I'm freaking stressed out and you're never going to believe the kids, you know, like, but you would never say that to like a neighbor that you see at the grocery store. So yes, there is a safety. There is a safety and, um, and they're just learning, but back to the car, I want to make sure listeners understand but, yes, we are all about like super firm limits here. And I love the car as an example because that is one of those areas that it really does affect you in a very like great capacity if there is chaos in the car. Yes, right. So if you are distracted, it is not good. It is super dangerous. Um, you literally could get into a car accident. it's It's a really bad thing. So that's an example of like where a very firm rule would need to be put into place. And also, Lindsay, it makes me think of af- the day after that happened with your kids at the park. It's actually a great opportunity to set some really firm rules now, it's because you have this experience mm. as a family. You can speak to, guys, this is why Mama needs to have peace when we're out in the world. Like, here's an example. Let's learn from it instead of shaming you and rubbing your face in the mud like we used to do for like dogs when they wet the mm. carpet. Like, I don't know if you grew up in a Yes, home like that. Like, I remember. We had- well, I remember people doing yep. that yeah, we had German shepherds. And it was like, Oh my gosh, is that really <laughs> effective to rub their face? with in the <laughs> But instead of instead of doing that, like, hey, let's learn from it. So you actually are in a really great place to teach your boys today or tomorrow, this weekend or whatever. But back to the car, like the firm limit is like, I always, you know, teach families proactive agreement, proactive agreement, mm. whenever you can, it's such a good idea. Um, if so, because and I go into all of this. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint. It's like super affordable. It's like my most affordable program out there. I'm sure you can link it in the show notes. But yes, I go will. through this four step process to set limits successfully, but do it with connection and like firm kindness. And one of the things in the beginning is proactive agreements because we all know like if our kids fight a lot, it's not coming out of the blue. Like we know they're gonna fight. Mm-hmm. Like Pretty much, right? Like, Or or if they're always pushing back at bedtime, we know they're going to push back at bedtime. Or if they, dinner time's always drama. So a lot of times, like the patterns give us great um, knowledge that like, okay, we need to sit down and make an agreement with our children so we can help educate them about the rules, why the rules exist, so they understand that they are a valuable contributing member of the team. And rules and boundaries actually keep them safe mm-hmm. and take care of them just as much as they are for mom and dad but traditionally rules are set out with kids of like do it because I said so and so kids often are like whatever especially the power kids but when you get kids bought in and you help them understand like this is this is good for you too so the car thing is an example right so it's like guys you don't want to I know none of you want to get into a car accident none of you You know, want to be late or whatever because mom has to pull over, which brings me to the next point. So, we need to make an agreement that when we get in the car, like we're going to practice the peaceful conflict resolution because if somebody is reaching over and slapping and hitting and screaming and kicking. Um, I just, I will not drive this vehicle. Mm. And so you you educate them like, hey, it really, people when they're distracted, like it really does create really bad accidents, whatever you wanna do to teach them. And then you would make, does everyone understand the agreement and why mama is so passionate about this rule? Why am I so, why am I going, like why I'm going to be so firm about it? Then like an, an extra layer that I teach in that program is, you could also agree on like a logical consequence, which is like, okay, now should you guys forget the agreement because you're human beings. Like I understand there's not going to be perfection here. However, should you forget what we've talked about and what we've agreed upon as a team, what do we think should happen? Um, and so one of the things I suggest is you can say, well, I, I will pull over the vehicle as soon as we're in a safe place and we will not go anywhere. I don't care if we're late to school. I don't care if we're late to church or your play date, or if we have to turn around and not go to Legoland, which is part of my story. Um, but that's, that, like makes sense to me because I'm not going to drive. Does that make sense to you? And, and when they're in a calm state of mind, your kids will probably be like, yes, that makes sense. We don't want to drive when mom's going to be in a car accident or whatever. And there's other parts of that, that like process that we, we teach. But let me tell you the story now and why this made me think of it when you said the car thing. So there was a mom, um, a student who was um, trying to figure out how to make her boy stop fighting in the van. And she thought of this idea of saying, Hey, this Saturday, we're gonna go. Do you guys wanna go to Legoland? So they lived in here in Southern California where Legoland is just up the road. And the boys are like, Yes, 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 yes. And she's like, Okay, cool. We just need to make an agreement that you guys are not gonna fight in the van Mm. on the way up. And and they're like, Yes, 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 of course. Again, they're like in the calm state of Mm -hmm. mind. Agreements make sense to kids. They can rationalize. They're in a learning state. You're in a teaching state. They're in a learning state. And she said she knew there was, there is no way they were getting to Legoland. <laughs> she said she didn't even pack the stroller. There was no lunches. There was no sunscreen. She was like, I guarantee you this is not going to happen. And um, she said they're driving down the freeway and it was like 11 minutes in. They just started fighting and slapping each other. And she just calmly pulled off the freeway, didn't say a word, turned around and started heading south again. And they're like, mom, <clears throat> what are you doing? She's like, guys, we had an agreement. We had an agreement. I told you I'm very firm about this. This does not work. Um, and she just drove home. And they're crying and begging uh-huh. her, please, 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 please. And she just, no, firm limit. I will not have this happening in this car. And from that moment on, she said, dynamics in the in the van really changed. And the boys were much more receptive to learning, how do I solve my conflicts in a peaceful way? because there really are, there are consequences. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, you're going to keep like, it's not traditional punishment consequences is it's, your mom can't drive a vehicle when you guys are doing this. So you either figure out how to have peaceful conflict resolution, or we're not, we're not going fun places. It's like up to you, you know, so just remember listeners, it's not about permissiveness. But Mm -hmm. it is about like, setting firm boundaries, keeping those boundaries, and then being willing to mentor and teach your kids like, this is what you do when you're so angry at each other. This is how you talk to each other. This is how you do a win-win, which is something we teach inside of our programs. It's like a short little template to say, this is how I feel brother. And this is what I want. And everyone takes a turn. And then you say like, how are we going to work this out? So we, we both win or how are we going to meet in the middle?
0: Um, I love that story. And I am, I love that she, Planned it like she knew, and yeah. she that she knew this was going to be a teachable moment um, because yep. you know part of the whole thing is is you set these limits, you set these boundaries. But you know if she hadn't planned this, and her plan for her day was to have her kids at Legoland, you don't want to turn around. You want to take your kids to yeah. Legoland, like you want to follow through with it. You want to do it. So as a parent, to me, that's always so hard to do. Like it was hard for me to leave the park. Um, on Tuesday, but I was like, I'm not going to keep sitting at this park and breaking up fights. Like I'm just, I'm not going to do this. All these other kids are having fun and playing and running around and being sweet. And my kids are like fighting like cats and dogs. Like I knew that I needed to leave, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to leave.
1: Here's the thing I want everyone to do and I want you to do this too. And I, and trust me, I'm always speaking to myself. Is I want you to be on the lookout always for silver linings, because I truly believe that sometimes there are just reasons why we're supposed to leave. Mm -hmm. There are just reasons. There is actually a secret reason why we were supposed to be home that afternoon. Or there is like, the The you know, the middle kid really needed a nap, and mm-hmm. no one even realized it until he got home and he passed out and the next day he starts catching a cold. or like I have a, a lesson in my bonfire support video library the, all about silver linings because over the years, again, my my daughter just turned fourteen two days ago, I have seen them consistently show up but you have to be on the lookout for them. And I know it can feel heartbreaking, um, but I've seen it happen with students. I've seen it happen with my team. Like they'll have to leave a situation or they like it happened with one of my team members a few months ago where she was like, I was like, no, you older one, you're struggling with the self-control. We're not going to that event where that we told the neighbors we were going to go over for dinner. It was like Friday night. And the next day we were talking on our team box and she's like, Wendy, I was so tired. Mm. She's like, I didn't even, I, I realized I didn't even want to go to that. It was so nice. I put those kids down so early that night and I actually had a night to myself and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know what you mean. Um, the other thing is, is also that, you know, there are other options. If you, if something, if like a consequence is going to hurt you, yeah, you can choose a different way, right? You're not trapped into just something that's going to hurt you. And if you really were like, I think your point, Lindsay, was you really just wanted your your boys to have some physical time connecting and being out and like running. Um, so what I suggest for that, like if you're at like a, a caged in situation, and maybe there wasn't a fence there, but traditional parks where there's like swings and stuff, it's a little bit, it's a mix of nature, but it's also man-made. It's mm-hmm. very like, it's very like, okay, we're going to put all the kids in a ring and see how they do. Mm-hmm. Where you, I, I'm... I think you live in an area where, you know, I don't, you have lots of nature around you, right? Where there's like trails and parks and yeah. So an an idea that day would be like, Hey, we need to go find a trail or a river, or I want you guys to take off your shoes and put your feet in the earth. Like we're going to reset, but we're leaving this situation because this one is not working Mm -hmm. like all like, but if you get them to a place where they have to share a tree, They're more likely to be able to figure out how to and you could you could do a lesson on the way driving to that whatever park and they might be bummed because they're like, I don't want to go to the park with the trees. I want the slide (laughs) and you're like, well, next time you can try again next time we go to the man-made park you can try again where there are other kids around but today we're going to try a different setting that is more filled with nature and it's like in the middle of nowhere maybe where if you start fighting i feel the judgment less like not that you have to tell them that but yeah it's just you take yourself out of the fishbowl a little bit
0: hey everybody a quick break here to thank lily trotters for supporting this episode of the podcast I am a big fan of compression socks. For workout, for travel, for pregnancy, for healthy veins, compression socks are where it's at. They increase athletic performance and speed up muscle recovery. And did you know that compression socks can also alleviate swollen legs and feet while you're pregnant? Yes, it's true, they can. They also help with traveling. When you have foot and leg discomfort, compression socks can come to your rescue. Have you ever noticed after a long flight, your legs ache and your shoes don't fit? You're not alone, flying conditions conspire to make our legs and feet feel uncomfortable and compression socks can help with that issue. There are so many reasons I love Lily Trotter's compression socks. They're cute, they're functional, and they slip very easily into any of your shoes. This is a woman-owned business and you can save 25%. Yes, that is a huge discount. 25% on all of their compression socks when you go to lilytrotters.com and use the code ANOTHER at checkout. That's lilytrotters.com. Use the code ANOTHER at checkout. All right, friends. Links to that will be in the show notes at sandyboyproductions.com. Enjoy the rest of my conversation with Wendy. It's so hard because, you know, when they're fighting, like I do feel that embarrassment and it's like they don't really need to know that I felt embarrassed, but I know that they like can see it and they hear me talk to my husband about it. Like, I don't know.
1: No, I think it's a great time to teach your kids how you feel. That's a feeling of scared. Okay. Uh, Embarrassed, by the way, is a feeling of scared.
0: So you think it's okay that I said like I was embarrassed about that situation?
1: I would tell them I felt scared, scared scared of being judged by somebody Mm. else. And then I would even, I go very deep with my kids. I would even tell them because sometimes I feel scared. I don't have control. Mm. Sometimes I feel scared. I'm not a good mom. Sometimes I feel scared. And it's probably not that people are judging me, but it all flares up when things start to go imperfectly. So that's something I'm working on, guys. That's not your fault that I feel scared. However, that is just something that I experience when this happens. So that is why I have a firm rule. Like we will not like we in the house, you guys can work it out. But when we're out in public and I have my eyes on your little brother, there there will be a zero tolerance rule for fighting that I have to break up.
0: Mm. I find that so interesting. And just my thoughts as you were saying that, because, you know, it's like you want to raise your kids in a way that they aren't worried about people judging them. But also you want to raise them in a way that you are authentic and they understand that you are human and that like you felt those feelings.
1: Well, here's the cool thing is you teach your kids to not worry about what other people think by teaching them how to feel scared. And then that's how you get to bravery and courage. You don't teach them that by acting like no one in your family ever gets scared of judgment. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. so it's really fascinating, right? So I was at a personal development course one time and one of my dear friends um, and my coach at the time, the leader of that personal development course, his name is Dan Sivils. He's been on our show, the Fresh Start Family Show, multiple times. He's amazing. He's brilliant. But we finished this weekend course one time and I was just like blown away by how much I had learned and always in the relationship with my daughter. But at the end, you know, he gave me a big hug. And he said, remember, Wendy, one of your biggest jobs as a mom is going to be to teach your little girl how to feel scared. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, it was a pivotal moment for me because I grew up in a home. No one ever taught me how to be scared. It was like, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Being scared is weak. I grew up in the country in Maryland. My big brother was like, oh my gosh, he was, there was just a lot of like trucks and Mm -hmm. like, it was like one of the reasons I'm a tomboy. I love it. Like, but at the same time, like scared, if you felt scared, you were weak. You never wanted to admit that you felt scared. So then I became an adult and I realized I was scared of a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, It's not like scared of the dark. It's like, I was scared of judgment. I was scared that my kids were going to get hurt when they fought. I got, I was scared all the time, but I never knew what to do with that. Mm. So that is like an essential life skill you want to teach your kids. And it's, all the time, as much as you can. Oh, here's a here's a place where I felt scared today, guys. Let me tell you about it. And it's not a it's not a weakness. Or a, now your your kids are going to grow up being scared. It's like here's how you deal with scared. And on the other side of scared is brave and courageous. So I was scared that parents were going to judge me. And instead of go like, but I still like I knew I didn't want to go the traditional route and just put my finger in your face and threaten you. So I chose to bring you to the side. Bring you to the van, counsel you, mentor you, facilitate a win-win. And then when we went back to the park to try again, that was me bring, being brave and courageous. I was still like, but I had to feel scared first and realize that I was scared of those parents judging me. To realize like, oh, I can be, I can be brave and courageous here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel scared. I'm gonna do it anyways. Like that's just an example of mm. how you kind of work through that. But scared is a beautiful emotion. It's not a bad thing. It's it's where bravery and courage is born. And it's I just love it. It's good. It's a God given emotion.
0: I love that. I love that explanation. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, and by the way, you know, I did tell that story. I wasn't like super kind when we <laughs> to my kids when we left. I was like, yeah. we're leaving now. Come on. Like there was not happiness and peace in my voice. (laughs) Um, But yeah, for sure. Um, I just want people to
1: to see my real picture. Well, good, because there doesn't have to be like happiness and peace. Like (laughs) happiness is just one of the emotions. All of them are good. Yeah. Scared, angry, hurt, sad. Like they're all part of the wholeness of life. And it's very important that your kids see it all. And yeah. Um, But I know tone tone is something we can work on. Yes. Well, because we feel
0: better. Like we feel better if we don't have like an angry tone. Like and that's, you know, part of the essence of like why I named this podcast. Why is everyone yelling? You know, people oftentimes laugh because they're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. My kids are always yelling. It's so loud. And I'm like, no, but it's also for me. And it's also for my husband. Like, why is everyone yelling? Yes, it's, I mean, I stand in my kitchen all the time and I'm like, why is everyone yelling? <laughs> like, it's so loud in here. So yes, part of it is because of the kids, but like part of it is because of me. Because I don't want to
1: yell so much. It doesn't feel
0: good for me yeah. to yell so much.
1: It, it it ignites the nervous system. And it's it's very like, it just, it it's intense. It's intense for our nervous system. And there are just different ways we can regulate that will like actually be better for our bodies and our minds for sure. Yeah.
0: And I've told my husband this a million times is like, cause sometimes he's like, sometimes they just need like, you know, to be told what, you know, to be told or whatever. And I'm like, okay, yes, but I see what you're saying. But like, this isn't just about them. This is like holistic for me, for you, for them, for the house. <laughs> like it's a whole yeah. picture.
1: And what we have to remember is that like, is it, is it uh, is it creating the life skill that we want? Yes. And it's always self control. Uh, self control is a lot of it, but like healthy relationships, peaceful conflict resolution, making amends, um, a, a healthy emotional like wellness, a illiter- literacy, all that kind of stuff. Is it is it creating the life skill that we want? Because in the moment, if it if it fixes it, let's say a lot of us think mm-hmm. it's going to fix it, right? It make it might cause them to like you know, actually put their bike down and come inside, right? But are we going to have to do it next week? Are we gonna have to do it next month? Are we gonna have to keep doing that in order for them to put their bike down and come inside? And that's why it's a problem. Yep. And most of the time, the answer is yes. So you keep having to in, in air quotes, having to flare up your nervous system, which is essentially is like you're signaling to your body, like there is literally a lion coming that's going to eat you if you don't do something that like, and your whole, all the cells in your body like, rah! Um, and really it's like, you just want your child to learn the life skill of self-control when he wants to keep riding his bike for an extra 20 minutes, but dinner's on the table and you've asked him to come inside. So um, yeah, it's it's tricky because you, you do want that instant, but you also like, once you start to, Experienced some really big wins in the department of like, oh, okay, we taught in this way. We like, we took a break from this for a little bit. We taught in this way and it worked. Like it worked. And of course I have 10,000 stories of that. Um, it just, that starts to fuel you to want to do it more and more. So hopefully that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Okay. So before we wrap up here, can we just walk through a couple of like tangible takeaways let's say, and and I notice, you know, the toddler fighting is different than the big kid fighting, right? Like you're like two-year-old and your 4 four-year-old, even though four-year-old's not really a toddler anymore, but them like fighting over toys, that's totally different than like your six-year-old and your nine-year-old fighting, right? It's a different kind of dynamic. So maybe let's talk about the bigger kid stuff, like when the bigger siblings are fighting. Um, let's say they're fighting over like, you know, he did this to me or whatever it is. There's a million different situations it could be. Can you yeah. just kind of like walk through some tangible ways as the parent we can like peacefully um, try to amend things when that's yes. happening, like teach them?
1: Absolutely. So uh- um, I'm going to tell you my story that just happened a few days ago, which I'm always like, Oh, thanks God. God, give me the story. Yes. Like, now perfect. I can, use, can this. use this. Episode. Yes. Um, which will give you an example. So once your kids start to get older, you know, I really advocate for peaceful conflict negotiation and y- using teaching children to use win-wins with each other. Now this is like, this takes practice. This takes intention. This takes faith. Right. Um, and you know, the, the first time I taught my kids how to do a win win, which again, I'm, I'll tell you what a win win is. And um, I could even I could even like create a, a win win template for okay. your community um, and we could give that away. So we'll I'll figure out how to do that. OK, um, so that'll be that'll be good, because I if you if your listeners well, it doesn't matter what age, actually. So let me just go off on the win win thing here for a second. So win-win is like very simple template that's like, I feel blank. I want blank. And then the other person goes, I feel blank. I want blank. And then you say to each other, how are we going to make this work for both of us? Or how are we both going to win? And what we always recommend is that you start practicing this with your oldest first, and then you start teaching, you know, your kids how to do it together. And I have seen this work for kids of all ages Um, The first time I ever saw it work with my kids was they used to come home when Stella was probably six and Taryn was three. Yeah, maybe seven and four. And they would fight every single day over this chair that they would hop in and then they would start elbowing each other because they wanted the same chair. Perfect example. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. But now that I look back at the pictures and I'm like, oh my gosh, but I have this, um, one picture of them reading in this chair together after they had done this this win-win one day. And it's one of my most precious memories. But remember we came home one day and I was like, no, we are not doing this anymore. We are gonna sit here until, and this is when I was fresh with the parenting work, but I was like, my teacher's gonna be so proud of me. I'm not gonna leave until we get this. And it probably felt, I mean, it felt like it took 40 minutes. It probably took 20 minutes mm-hmm. of me sitting there while I was like, should have been making dinner, right. was tired probably just wanted to like have a glass of Chardonnay or whatever. But I was like, no, we're going to sit here until we get this. And they went and went and went and went and went. And finally, you know, 20 minutes later, they came to a solution of how probably they were going to take turns or something. I could have told them you're going to take turns or else you're going to like whatever, go to bed early. But they came to the conclusion. They were the ones who talked to each other in a healthy way. Now it took a lot of mentoring, um, but it. But what happens at the end of win-wins and what happened that night was they were high fiving each other. They were hugging each other. They were like, yes, it was like full step brothers. Like, did we just become best friends? Like, <laughs> It was, it's so sweet. And that's normally what happens at the end of a successful win win between kids. Um, another example is how um, I had a student who shared a video one day of her little three year old, probably not even three, Arden this little girl, not even three years old. And her mom came in film, filming her one day because she heard her playing. And she was like, what are you doing? And she's on the ground playing with her little bath toys. She had like hippo and giraffe and all these toys. And she was like, oh, and she had the win-win sheet, and she the template. The, um, and she was like, oh, we're just um, we're just passing a win-win. And her mom's was <laughs> like, oh, wow. Well, the, tell me more. And she was like, well, hippo stepped on my foot. And I was like, I'm not okay with that. And I telling him that I want him to respect my whatever, like all in this little three-year-old voice. And she's literally sitting there practicing a win-win at the age of three, oh, asking so for what she wants, stating how she feels, and then pausing to listen to the other side pers- perspective. So it really does work with kids of all ages. And it takes kind of a, you know, a lifetime of mentorship to keep this up. So here's finally the story I want to tell you. So a few days ago, um I, so my kids are older now. They're 11 and 14. They just had birthdays last week, but this could absolutely work with a six and nine or seven and 11, whatever. Um, you're just going to take you a little bit more mentorship in the beginning. But we were having a birthday dinner for my son. My son has all these like breathing issues. And so sometimes he can't breathe very well out of his nose and he has, he like chews with his mouth mm. open and it drives his sister insane. Mm-hmm. And so she, she's like sitting there staring at him at the dinner table and she just like with disgust uses this tone of like, can you can you chill with your mouth shut? And he was just like, oh, calls me to the side. And grandma was there. So there was an audience. And he called me mm-hmm. the side. He's like, Mom, can you please just tell her to stop it? And I was like, um, in that moment, I was just like, I'm gonna pull him in because I I want this. I really um he's my he's easy, more easygoing one, and I really am passionate about teaching him to speak up for himself mm. and have confidence that he can solve his problems. So I pulled him into the playroom and I was like, okay guys, let's talk. Like your brother wants to tell you something, Stella. And, um, and in the moment he was like, no mom, I want you to do it. I want you to do it. And I was like, you got this buddy. I'm here to support you and you guys are completely capable of working out your stuff. And it's important that you talk to her. So he ended up saying like, Hey, um, I, and it, and again, my kids are very experienced with this process, right? but at the same time, totally need coaching all the time. So there, so he's like, I want you to stop being mean to me. And I want you to stop this and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and she's just over there with her arms crossed. Like are you kidding me? I didn't do that. And I had to coach them to be like, buddy, how is this working for you? Like, this isn't working. Take a deep breath. We're going to keep trying this. We're not going anywhere until we get this. And you guys will get this. So I kept having to tell them, okay, ask for what you want first day, how you feel, Um, And that took a little bit of like mentorship to help him communicate. Like, I feel hurt. I feel um, angry, all these things. But then it came to the point where all he could think of was asking for what he didn't want. I want you to stop being mean. Mm -hmm. I want you to, and that doesn't work well for kids. It doesn't work well for any human. If you're trying to do something with your husband, it's like, ask for what you want. I would like you. So for him, it was like, finally he got to the point and i would i was encouraging and coaching him but i really wanted him to get there where he understood what is the opposite of being mean what is the opposite of saying unkind things and finally he got to the point where he was like i want you to be kind to me i want you to be respectful i want you to um he used a really cool word i gotta remember what it was um ah he said i would like you to be supportive of Mm. me stella and it melted my heart. And in that moment, I was like, yes, <laughs> he did it. He did it. And you could see her face just melted. And she started nodding her head. And she was like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to come across that way. And then they were able to communicate. Then they were able, you know, and she and, you know, he said, would, would you be willing to do that? And she said, yes, absolutely. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to come across like that. But it wasn't until he actually was able to ask for what he wanted uh, instead of accusing and blaming and like basically slinging mud at her that she was able to rec- like almost receive it, you know, and they were able to come to a conclusion and then they um you know, my kids don't hug a lot, like Stella's like, ew, don't touch me, yeah, but they they did knuckles, and you could tell um their their energy for the rest of the night was like more united, so that's just an example of what a win-win looks like in real life, but when you do a win-win with your kids, you just you know, you want to be there to coach them and you also want to be able be there to support them. And, and, but at the same time, you don't want to give them all the answers. Like you want to ask them, um, well, what is it that you want? Like, and if, and if it doesn't, if they say something that doesn't work for the other person, you just want to say to your kids, okay, well, let's keep trying. It's like, that's a great idea. And that doesn't work for your brother. So keep trying. What else can you think of? Do you have any more ideas? Do you have any more ideas? Um, And it's just fantastic when you see it, when you see it to fruition. I saw my kids do it in Ireland um, one night when we were out to dinner. We were there late and we plopped down at this restaurant super late and we had just made it in before the doors closed. And Terry and I were like, yes, please give us a glass of red wine. We had had a big day and the kids start bickering over what part of the the seat that they were going to sit in. It's mm-hmm. so stupid sometimes, right? Oh but, yeah. But it's not, yeah, it's not like when we go into judgment mode, it just doesn't help. It doesn't help. Cause you're so like, why we would like- you care? Just sit wherever right and then that does not work right it just doesn't work so we were like all right guys well we'll sit here and we'll just wait we're here if you need us but you need to do a win-win about this corner um and so they they started doing it and eventually they came to this conclusion that Stella was going to give Taryn this drumstick that he wanted to make this little skate park thing out of and they were like cool high five they knuckled She he gave her the corner that she wanted. They switch places and then we had like a beautiful meal. But it didn't take us externally controlling them. It didn't take us shaming them. It didn't take us physically like all the things. And that adds up over time. Like those moments of empowerment, they really are significant for our kids as as they grow older. And yes, in the beginning, it takes a lot of work, um, but you just get a little bit more confident every time you do it as a parent.
0: Yeah. And I mean, as you're telling that story, like how
1: old were your kids when that happened? In Ireland, let's see, they were probably um, 11 and 8. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because, you know, what I was thinking was like, I don't know that that would work. I don't know that my kids would do that. However, you had taught that to them years before. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I have to think. Like, of course, that's not going to work the first time you do it if you pull it out at a
1: restaurant. Like, you have to teach it at home first. Yeah. And you know, Lindsay, I probably added on there, we're not we're not ordering drinks until you figure this like, out. For, it's sequ- so sequencing. I always teach sequencing. It's different than a threat. Like, if you don't work it out, then you won't get a yes. drink. It's like, first 1st you're going to do your win uh-huh. then we'll let the waiter know what you want. Which that is so big. Know, that would entice my yeah, kids. I know you're kids. hungry and thirsty, but... No, we're not. We're not moving on to the next part of life. This is most important. Your relationship, healthy conflict resolution. And we are we want a freaking peaceful meal. So you work it out and then you let us know when you're done.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah, I love that That, because that would really entice my kids. Like if they thought I'm getting a Sprite (laughs) once we figure this out, like I get to drink a pop or whatever it is, like I'm going to figure this out because that's that's what I want my end goal to be. I, I want my pop.
1: Just as long as it's not the reward, right? right? So if you don't normally get them a pop, sure, don't, don't, don't get them a pop. But sure. if you're like, if you're in Ireland on vacation and they're going to be allowed to order a soda and and get order their pizza, then just it's sequencing yeah that doesn't come until this is done first but it's much different than a if you do this then I'll give you a pop right that makes
0: sense totally yeah like yeah that's what I was kind of thinking too like this is a trip I was gonna let you order a drink like we are gonna have fun and you know yeah no I totally get that yeah well this has been wonderful I'm sure that we will do it again soon I know that like I have so many more follow-up questions and other like ways to go with this topic specifically and a million other things. So, um, I hope that people found this helpful and the win-win guide that Wendy mentioned, we will get that. Um, we'll, we'll get a way to get that to you.
1: Yes. Yes. I will make sure I get up something today and then, yeah, I, I will, I will find a way to get that into your listeners' hands with a little learning guide that goes along with it.
0: Okay. So before we wrap up, you know, I have the same, I have into podcast questions that I do. You've done this podcast a million times, but I know that since we last talked, you've read a new book. So, what is the best, most recent book you've read?
1: Oh, okay. Yes, I have so many. Oh, but I'm going to say this one um, Brainwash. Mm. It's by two doctors, their um, father and son. And oh my gosh, it's so good. It's so good. It's about like, it's the same doctor that wrote Grain Brain. And um, he's on PBS. He teaches a lot, but it is, fantastic it's like pulling back from technology getting more in nature changing up your diet um all these things that like help our actual brain live in a state of like peace and calm instead of yeah it's really good I love it chaos instead of chaos
0: (laughs) yeah hey
1: I saw you I saw
0: on your stories do you drink this mud water tell me about that
1: I do. I love mud water. Oh my gosh. It's so good. I love their brand too. I just love what like they're doing over there, their voice and their branding and, um, and mud water is really good. It's easy. It's like faster than making coffee in the morning. You can just, um, add a little hot water, do your little scoop of your mud water. And then if you do it, I do it with like homemade cashew milk and a little honey and cinnamon. And, um, it's just spectacular. I highly recommend it.
0: How do you, how do you like Get yourself to get into a habit of making things like cashew milk. Like I, I have like dreams of doing stuff like that. And then life gets like going. You know, it's like it's yeah. like your ten o'clock in the morning self versus your like five o'clock in the afternoon self, where you're like, I'm gonna do all these things today. I'm gonna fold the laundry before the kids get home from school. I'm gonna make myself some homemade almond milk. And then it's like suddenly three forty-five, and you're like, Well, guess I didn't do any of that. <laughs>
1: Girl, I have 10,000 areas that I do that. But here's the thing about cashew milk. It's the easiest thing ever. It's not like almond. Almond, you have to do other stuff. But cashew, you literally take your cashews raw. You put them in water. You soak them for a day. You drain the water. You put them into the blender with a little vanilla milk, vanilla, like uh, whatever, vanilla and um Like vanilla extract? Yeah, and water, and you blend it. That's it. And it turns out to be the most creamiest, fantastic treat with like pump with um nutmeg and pumpkin uh. like not pumpkin nutmeg and cinnamon and then if you have a frother um it is it's like heaven it's just heaven so but but it's not like almonds almonds you have to put in a bag and squeeze yeah, you do, like Michelle. a cheese bag <laughs> cash cashews are everything you can make your own sour cream like because i try to eat pretty much dairy free all the time um so cashews are like a my new wonder nut
0: Okay I love that I well and I have the oshi glows cookbook which is like my favorite I'm not we're not vegan we're vegetarian but we eat vegan meals yeah. sometimes and um, I have made yeah like cashew sour cream and like cashew cheese and all this stuff so I just haven't done the milk yeah. so I always buy cashews raw in bulk so I'm gonna try it
1: yes. Perfect. I love it.
0: Sounds so good. Um, okay, and then Wendy, what's going on with your mentorship groups and things like that that you do? What do? What where can listeners find more information from you?
1: Yes, thank you for asking, Lindsay. Um, okay, so. I'd say one of the best things you can do is if you have a strong willed kiddo, grab our free learning guide and worksheet that'll give you tons of ideas on how you can work with those strong willed kids with integrity. So that's over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash strong kids. And then number two, I have been like kind of upping my teaching over on Instagram. I've been loving hanging out there and teaching quite a bit. So if you like to hang out on Instagram, come find me at freshstartwendy. And then also, um, the, we will be opening the doors to our membership. So our bonfire support community is, um, is just a fantastic community where I do live coaching every week. We have like a giant library of video lessons. And within there, we actually have quite a bit of support for sibling rivalry. So for example, we have a full lesson on sibling rivalry and dethronement and conflict. That is one of like our most favorited, that's not a word, our most favorite lessons amongst listeners. So, um, that community is just fantastic. We'll be opening the doors in January again. So if listeners are interested in becoming part of that community and being supported by me on a consistent basis, we have a wait list going. So if you just go to the website for StartFamilyOnline.com, there's a little tab called community, and that'll give you an opportunity to grab, um, a seat on the wait list. So we'll let you know as soon as doors open. And then last thing, Lindsay, because I always have a thousand things going on is, um, I have a free class on power struggles and I would really recommend that if you enjoyed this conversation and you want to come actually get into a learning environment for me, come hang out during that one hour free workshop. And that's freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash power struggles class. I
0: love it. Wendy. Thank you. We just, I mean, I know we're both busy people, but we just need to do this like once every six weeks.
1: (laughs) I adore you. I could talk to you forever and your, your community is just amazing, Lindsay. So thank you for having me. Thank you for always inviting me to be on your show. It really is fun and um, keep me updated on how you're doing with the boys. And I can't wait to hear how you're going to teach them after this. A win-win.
0: Yes. We'll get it. Yes. We'll get a report back. I'm so excited. I, we're going to work on it. The win-win. That's my goal. That's my yeah. homework from today.
1: Saturday morning, maybe, or before you go do anything fun, maybe you guys could have a family meeting and introduce this concept or something. So
0: yes, I love it. Okay. Thanks, Wendy.
1: You're welcome. Bye.
0: All right, everybody. Thanks so much for being here today. Hey, if you want to learn more from Wendy, you definitely need to check out her Instagram page. It is awesome. She is Fresh Start Wendy over there. She also has a podcast, Fresh Start Families. Tons of resources on her website, freshstartfamilyonline.com. Wendy and I are doing an Instagram live this Thursday. So Thursday, November 11th. At 1 p.m. Eastern Time. So join us over there if you feel so inclined. Uh, you can find this podcast on Instagram. We'd love to connect with you there. It's called Why Is Everyone Yelling? You can find me personally on Instagram. I am Lindsay Hines, 626 over there. Uh, learn more about the Sandy Boy shows, sandyboyproductions.com, and our Instagram is also Sandy Boy Productions. If you have any guest suggestions or any topics you'd like to hear about on the show, send me an email, lindsay at com. We'd love to hear from you. All right, friends, have a great rest of your day and we'll see you next week on Why Is Everyone Yelling?